Take the money and run. Are live coming here with another Stir the Pod podcast show. Tonight, I am your host, Alex, and we are joined by Andy. Andy, how are you doing tonight? What up, what up? And we are joined by no one else. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, Trevor couldn't join us tonight. Um, he, he sent a message that we'll get into in a sec. But I think very first thing, we got. I got to play this right away. The finale just finished of uh, Spies, Lies, and Allies. And my first thought is, CT going back to back. Um, I mean, in a very predictable thing, but we'll get to that in a sec. Uh, so just to kind of kick us off as, as the as the live chat trickles in, uh, tonight is the finale recap. And so usually when we, we recap the finale, the finale, we kind of start from the back and work our way to the front a little bit, kind of jump around. Uh, just to cover the most um, important topics first. So before we get into the list of topics, just opening thoughts on the episode. I'll let you go first since I just played Drizzy. Uh, so SLA, Finale, what do we think? I thought it was good. It was obviously the the finish was very tight. I always liked that in a Finale. It wasn't one of those, you know, final times or we added everything up and this is what everything, like this is the results. It was very much what we saw is what the results were. And it was close. And it was a shootout. Um, but I thought it was a pretty good finale. Honestly, like, thinking about it, even though it was a, like, classic start the finale by, oh, that's the mountain and that's where you're going to be finishing, which is, like, every single finale ever. This – I don't know if it's just me, but this didn't feel like a – like run in the mill finale. Like it didn't seem like overly basic, I guess is what I'm saying, even though it followed a similar structure. Like I like that they did the mid elimination. I like that they had obviously the checkpoints mixed in there, obviously, but I thought it was um I thought it was really good and I was pretty locked in the whole time. I think they did a good job of the race was always tight. But with all the curveballs thrown in there in terms of like solo, then team, then duo, it was like everyone was on their toes at all at any given point. So it was uh, it was good. I, I, I enjoyed this finale a lot, and I also uh, enjoyed how the result was. Yeah, I think I think overall I agree. It was it was entertaining to watch, especially when you consider the fact that it was uh about an hour's worth or maybe 45 minutes worth last week combined with another 90 minutes tonight. Like it never really seemed like boring. Um, I think the way it all played out kind of just speaks to like, uh, 
like the overall finale format that we're seeing in this era where it's like, it's not like, like back in the day, it was like you had a guy and a girl partnered for the whole season. And so obviously they run the final together. Whereas like now it's like, you're always bouncing around new teammates, you're in pairs. And that's what the final is like now too, in the past few seasons, it's like, you know, you have to rely on people. Um, we saw a good 30 minutes tonight was run in two groups of four, which I feel like is something we haven't seen since like that era of the challenge where it was two teams together. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall, I think it was, I think it was pretty solid and I think they did a really good job balancing like, like sometimes in a, in the final challenge, I feel like they can, it can be too much of a blowout to where it's like not really interesting to follow. But on the other hand, sometimes they swing it like too far to where it's like, one team, you know, beats the other team by like five hours one night and then they get a five minute advantage. We're like, that's kind of stupid. They try to keep it close, like too much almost. Um, whereas tonight, I feel like they did a really good job. Like I think maybe it was just naturally a close final. But when you think about it, the very last part of it, which we'll get into, was, you know, there were four people trying to solve a memory thing, right? Like right next to each other. So it ended up being really close, which I think, is something that they've missed on in the past, but I think overall it just flowed very well tonight and it was a close final. Well, and one thing that, I mean, how many themes or anything like that throughout this season and every season do they do that's just so overplayed and so like predictable, but like the main theme throughout all of this whole season was like, you don't know what's going on, like expect the unexpected, like right when you think you haven't figured out, we're going to throw a curveball at you. And a lot of the times, I would say in previous challenges, like in previous seasons, it's all just total bullshit. But in this one, like they actually, throughout the whole season, they had some really good curveballs that actually affected the impact of the season. And I think we saw that as like a microcosm in the finale itself. So like the fact that they took what they've been like preaching all season and applied it to finale, I thought was a, a nice like, okay, like, they mean it and everyone's got to be on their toes. Yeah. It, it carried on a lot of the themes from the season itself into the final. I was mad. We didn't get any sort of top gun references. Um, I was kind of hoping for, you know, go out with a bang, some sort of big explosion aviators, you know, but what, can well, you they, well, they did show, they did show clips of Nani and Casey with the, with those costumes on. Uh, but we'll get into that. Uh, and so as we turn into our list of uh, main topics that we're going to cover tonight, one real quick thing, I, I mentioned this earlier. Uh, this is our co-host Trevor. He sent in this video message for us tonight. We'll I'll play this. Uh, warning, the, the sound is a little magic jacky. Um, but here's Trev's message, and then we'll get into some topics. This is before the episode started tonight. Alex, Andy, SCP Nation. Scott, I can't be there tonight. Obviously, got a uh, basketball game, so I am busy working it right now. Uh, don't really have that much time, but uh, all I want to say is thank you guys for an incredible season. Um, without you guys, we are nothing. SCP, this is nothing. So, uh, big shout out to all the AWLs out there. Absolutely love you guys. Um, prediction for tonight: I guarantee CC taking home that ring. What else to do? Girls-wise, I'll go with I'll go with Tori. I, I think I might have said Nani on the pod. I want to win, but I'm going with Tori. picking up the dub for her. So MVP, uh, I gotta go. CC, I guess, and Tori. 
my LVP tonight is myself for not being there. What else is new? Uh, honorable mention MVP. Got to be the chat. I know the Mikey, the doctors, the uh, – God, I'm, I'm losing it right now. I, I, you, you guys don't realize how pissed I am I'm not making it tonight. Uh, obviously, basketball schedules are in advance, and 19 weeks of BME is holding me back. So, uh, hope you guys have a wonderful pod. Uh, I'll definitely be tuning in to – maybe I'll make an appearance late if you play this first. I'm not sure when you'll play this, but uh, love you guys. Shout out, Duffy. All right, so let me add, let me just clarify one thing. In order to be eligible for any sort of prize money, you have to finish TJ's finale, and Trev's not doing that. He's missing the finale. He's here in heart and spirit, much like you know some of the challengers of the past who weren't running the finale, but he's not here. He's not eligible for the prize money. Is that safe to say? Yeah, yeah. Well, I think I think you have uh, you have Trevor tonight. You have Jay, when he didn't drink the drink in the finale, you had Fezzi last season when he quit. I think those are some of the more notable go all season and then bail at the end. Some people just don't have what it takes to run a finale. You know, that's just what it all boils down to. So that was our that was our little opening thoughts from Trevor's Trevor as well. Uh, and just for any any new listeners, um, Trev is going to be back for the season recap. And, sh- and just to let you all know, this is not what we're doing tonight, the season recap. This is just tonight's episode. We come back uh, separately in a couple weeks from now, probably with the season recap, our big award show. We go all out, go all out for it. Um, so be on, be on the lookout for that. So we'll get into, I think. That's always, that's always a fan favorite and, and a personal favorite. The award oh, show is just bananas. Johnny. All right. So like I said, we, you know, we're not going to really start at like the beginning of the episode. We're just kind of cover um, some of the biggest things from the episode tonight. And so I think, I think the very first thing that we got to start with, you know, if, if it's the night, if it's the morning after the Super Bowl and you turn on ESPN, like the thing that comes on TV, I think if, if you're doing that with tonight's episode, uh, I think the main thing we got to talk about now is CT's legacy and what this means for him. Um, not really surprising because we've literally been talking about how it's CT's challenge to lose since August. Um, but just now that like it's actually set in stone, it, it's confirmed he wins uh, his fifth ring. I mean, what, what do we think that means for him? I mean, it was always kind of one of those things where bananas is thought of as the GOAT, the best to ever do it the best the show's ever seen. But last year, I think CT started making a pretty good case for that. And I'll tell you what, after this season, I I don't know. Like, even going into this season, CT being in great shape and everything, in my opinion, it was still clear cut that Johnny Bananas is the best to ever do it. But I can't say that confidently anymore. I mean, the dude is insane. And he's he's not only has he like still shown like it was I think invade he won invasion, didn't he? Yeah. When he won invasion, that was like the all oh, the old man still got it. Like that kind of seemed like the okay, he's doing this, he's proving that even as like an older dude, he can still compete and do well and win a challenge. Now it's just like when is he gonna stop? 
Like, he's just so damn good, and he's gotten better and better and better. And I think, and I wouldn't get your thoughts on this, did he just complete a perfect season? Because throughout the whole time, he, he never went to elimination. He won some dailies. He was never even like th a thought about getting voted in or anyone going against him. He never had a target on his back, even though, like we all said, he was the number one on the power rankings for, I think, all of us going into this season. But he never had any sort of threat or worry throughout the whole thing. He literally had a cakewalk to the finale, and he won. Like, was this was this the perfect season from a guy who's like, how old is he, like 40? Like, yeah, I think he's 41. I mean, did we just see the perfect season from someone in their twilight years? Maybe twilight years? Yeah, I think we I think we probably did. And I think looking back on it, like, you know, a few years from now, we'll still think that. And I think, like, I, I guess all season I've been, you know, we've all kind of been mad at, like, they aren't targeting CT. But I think I realized tonight that, like, we almost have to, like, separate that from, like, what CT actually did. Like, the fact that nobody targeted CT, that's not CT's problem. That's the rest of the house for, like, being that stupid. And we'll get into that for sure on our on our season recap, just how the whole season played out. But I think, like, you have to separate that from CT just dominating and having a perfect season this season, which was what he did. He didn't go into elimination. Um, you know, nobody ever targeted him, and maybe that's on the other cast. Like, the guy's a machine – and, you know, obviously now with five rings compared to Banana seven, I think it's it, it, the whole CT versus Bananas thing is like where I stand on it is I actually went back and listened to our uh, finale recap from last season where CT won. Um, and I think at least my take was two seasons ago, Johnny wins Total Madness, gets his seventh ring, breaks that little curse or whatever. And I think that kind of pulled him away from CT just a little bit because uh, he'd already had six before that, but he gets the seventh ring. And it's kind of like, you can still debate it, but I think Johnny pulls away last season. CT gets ring number four. I think that's basically him matching it, like going shot for shot. And now this season he does it again. He, he wins his fifth one. And I think that that's maybe taking like another step ahead of bananas. Like I think, I think C and we like like we've talked about before. We could do a whole podcast related to just CT's legacy, but like I think now it's a harder argument to make that bananas is the goat. And I, I think agree. I think what it is is it's like the two rings is obviously the difference. You know, you could say bananas has two more, but it's almost just like how dominant and effortless the back half of CT's career has been. Like he is the fucking. It's not just that he's winning these seasons; it's that he's you know, in shape at 40 years old, he's solving puzzles. He's like winning physical challenges, like all of this stuff. And he just has at this age, no weaknesses in his game. The guy's a machine. Well, and let me ask you this, because I'm just thinking about this, you know, thinking about CT bananas, that whole debate. If you were to swap out CT for bananas, for this season. So you get bananas where like he knows he's going on the show. So he's like training. He's in really good. And I think he's always in really good shape. But like he knows that he's about to start a challenge. 
I don't think he has as good of a season as CT does. Granted, like, I still think he would probably be my personal favorite to win it, but I think, and the chat said this, and you said this too, like, throughout the whole season, people were just scared shitless of CT, as they should be. But if Bananas was on the season, I think people would actually try to go after him because he doesn't have that much of a, like, fear factor or like intimidation is CT. And I think that would impact him and how he would do in the season. So let's say hypothetically, Bananas is in CT spot. One, do you think he's winning it all? And two, and I think this is a no-brainer, does his whole season even come close to how well CT's played this? Yeah, I think I think if you swap those out, I think you know the likelihood that Bananas wins is a fraction of what CT's was from the start of the challenge. Um, because a lot of the things you said, like, you know, people are just afraid of CT. And I think a lot of it too, is like, because of directly from last season, it's a lot of the same people. They tried taking that big swing episode one. It didn't really work. And so now I, I guess some of these people are just thinking like, we tried that nine months ago you know, maybe if we get our chance, we can take a shot. But like the guy is just too good. We might as well just like try to hang around as much as we can and try to let like CT make a mistake on his own, which he doesn't ever do. Um, I think that's part of it. And I think like, it's weird because we talk about CT being basically in like the prime of his career, almost right now, essentially, like winning all of these challenges late. Whereas bananas, I think you would say, even though he has more rings total, I think you would say the prime of his career was back when he was going back to back and he was kind of the face of the show, like making it to finals every season. And I don't know if, you know, we will have to call in our stats department, but like Banana's got the ring a couple seasons ago, but like he's had a lot of early exits and that's like CT has had some early exits too, actually in the past few seasons. But like, I don't know, this last two to three season run is just like insane for a guy his age. Well, and, and one thing, and I, I'm sure we'll be moving on, but one other thing to note about the legacies between the two, Banana's prime was when he was like in his late 20s, early 30s, and even like mid-20s, where like he was super athletic, was like starting to get a feel for the challenge, when like most people are in their prime. Like if you were to put an age on it, that's when most people are in their prime. When CT was that age, when he was in his mid-20s, even late-20s, he was getting fucking kicked off the show. Like, he was still smashing heads and doing all this stuff. So, he really was like a late bloomer in a sense of like, I need to get it together. I need to focus on winning. So, even though Bananas has two rings on him, you have to think like, CT for like probably six years, five years – was just a absolute wild card. And Bananas was never like that. So Bananas won when he like should have won in theory. And CT was getting kicked off by like his own like fault. Yeah. And and I, I think, you know, if, if CT would have won Invasion and then like retired because he was old at the time, I think you would look back and be like, CT is a really good challenger, but like he's the greatest what if. Like, what if his yeah. early career wouldn't have been that? And I think we still think that. But at the same time, I think now what he's done is, like, erase that. It's like, who cares that I was punching people in the face? Like, I've overcome that, and I've padded my 
resume on the back end enough to, to overcome that. Yep. So that's obviously, you know, the, I, I think the biggest takeaway from tonight's episode. Um, the second thing I think we got to move to now, <laughs> second thing we got to move to now is the other champion tonight. Uh, you know, I, I know we've kind of been sour on this person all season, um, but Casey, you know, to, to her credit, she is now a challenge champion. She does it with CT by his side. Uh, another third season in a row, maybe at least third season in a row where we have a new female champion last season. It was Amber before that it was Jenny before that it was D I think. Uh, so like getting, you know, new female champions, uh, Casey's obviously, you know, three final or three seasons, three finals, and now a challenge ring. Uh, so what do we think about Casey finally becoming a challenge? I say finally, but like becoming a challenge champion. So the thing is, I don't like Casey. Like, I just, I really don't. And it would take like a Nelly T-esque formation or uh, I guess like change over the next couple of years for me to actually like her. I think she's incredibly arrogant. I think she thinks she's the shit. But now she can actually say she's a champ. And once you're a champ, I do think you are entitled to that right to say like, I know what the hell I'm doing. I'm very good at this. And I deserve to be like well-respected, feared, all of that within the show. She was doing that like two years ago. So now she actually is able to back it up. So I am kind of happy for her for that reason. I still don't like her, but... I think it was deserved. She was. She's obviously always been, in my opinion, one of the strongest girls in the house. I don't know if you know this, but she does play um, professional women's football. Um, but she's a beast. It's no surprise to anyone. And I think of any of the like newer people that we've seen in the past, you know, three four years, she probably deserves it more than anyone in my in my mind. Yeah. What is going on here? Trev. What's going on? Mercenary? God, Mercenary Fontan report in duty. What's going on, boys? Why the red face? God, I can like barely hear you, but I am looking. I see Casey is a challenge champ, and all I got to say about that is I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised at all. You picked I mean, for Casey. Um... Yeah, I can't really hear you that well, but can you hear me? Give me a thumbs up if you can yeah. hear me. All right, love to see it. I saw the chat. I, I popped in for a second. Currently, I'm obviously working a basketball game right now. Uh, I saw the chat was bashing me pretty good earlier. Love to see that. Uh, you know, I saw a lot of Kenny comparisons. You know, Alex, Andy, Kenny, me, Wes getting carried up the mountain. Gotta love that. Uh, I take full ownership in that. But KC Champ, love to see it. CT, I mean – we all knew that was going to happen, right? And I think what you guys probably talked about in the 20 minutes before that is what does that do to his legacy? And honestly, I think, like, is it safe to say? I mean, he, he's obviously one and two, him and Bananas. Is he the greatest of all time? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. You can't even hear us. I, I, can't, I can barely hear you. Get him out of here. All right, so uh, – <laughs> I think we're, we're back to Casey now. Um, thanks, Trev. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, Casey, I feel like, is 
we could have predicted this. We kind of did. Like she was at the top of our power rankings all season long. Um, in a weird way, I kind of wish that she did not win just because of her not coming back. Like I feel like now that she's a champion, like that gives her like maybe a little more reason to be like, you know, let's bring the returning female champion back. Whereas before, like if she doesn't win, maybe the producers say like, yeah, this girl's a really good competitor. She makes finals, but like she brings and still does bring nothing to the TV. Like she's not entertaining. Let's look for any reason we can to stop bringing her uh, and winning a final. Isn't exactly that reason. Uh, she, you know, obviously I, I think, you know, obviously like the, the format of the final, like allowed her to fucking, because she was the one that won the elimination, she gets to pick her partner. Of course, she's going to pick like CT. Um, but yeah, I mean, good for her. I mean, the, like, like I kind of talked about before the challenge, I feel like turns a lot of the females over more quickly than the males, like that they're bringing on. And they have a lot of newer girls who are good. Like they're winning challenges, you know, Amber, Ginny, Georgia, like girls from the past few seasons. And Casey's just like been one of the strongest, most consistent one of them, but she's just not entertaining. But that being said, I mean, that is, you know, obviously a headline from tonight is that we do have a new champion. Uh, she earned it. She played well. She slot as, you know, as boring as she is, that kind of helps her because she slides under the radar she got with CT at the right time. So Casey is a challenge champ. And you got anything else on that? Well, here's the thing. And I mean, you, you talked about the whole time and it's a, it's the clear difference between the two champs from this season, Casey and CT, both very competitive, both very good, like competitors for the show. Everyone respects them. Like no one wants to go against them. And neither of them are that like drama filled. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like CT like was never getting into like any sort of conflicts or anything like that. But CT throughout this whole season was really like playing puppet master, but he wasn't doing so in like a shady way or anything like that. But he was calling the shots. He was like making moves. He was, he was, he wasn't necessarily making deals because that's where things get kind of fuzzy, but he was providing entertainment in a non like out there way. Like he was very much part of this season, part of this cast. Casey wasn't like Casey was barely shown on like half of the episodes. So like, I get that she's like a, a great competitor and all that good stuff. But like, I've always been a big fan of, you have to be able to do everything to be like a staple on the show. And Casey does not do everything, not in the slightest. Like she provides zero off field content. I'm not even gonna say entertainment. I'm just gonna say like content, like anything at all. But CT did, and he didn't do it like on purpose or try to like make a name for himself. Obviously everybody knows him, but like he wasn't trying to get himself into situations just because, but he was still pulling all the strings. Yeah, I think, you know, Casey is, is a good competitor. She's not well-rounded at all from a, a challenger on TV perspective. And I'll just, I'll just leave it with this. I think this stat is true. Um, as of probably not tonight, but as of one episode ago, 
Casey still had less confessionals this season than Priscilla. Somebody named Priscilla. Casey had less confessionals than her, and she's been on the entire season. What What's Priscilla? Was that one of the eliminations? <laughs> Casey had less con- – I think Nani did too – less confessionals than a rookie named Priscilla on this season. God. I mean, that's just sad. And honestly, like, that makes me so mad because, like, in theory – like you said, Casey being the reigning champ, it gives her much more of a possibility to come back and be like on the show moving forward. But why the hell are they bringing her back? Yeah. That's the case. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. We'll see, uh, you know, what happens with Casey. But so to move on to the next thing, so CT and Casey, they're our challenge champions of season 38, I think tonight is. Um, they're the challenge champions of Spies, Lies, and Allies. Uh, the next thing I think we got to get into now is kind of the way it ended, like still, you know, going back to the uh, end of the episode, the final race, the finish line. But the the twist, they have this new twist. Um, TJ said it probably with about 20 minutes left to go, basically when he was explaining the last leg of the challenge, uh, you know, the three teams all race. And basically it was not a I, – I was, I was hoping he was going to say, you know, the winner – of the team gets to decide if you want to split it with your partner. That was not the case. It was kind of a more mellow version of that. It was whoever finishes first gets to decide how they split up the money, if at all. Um, I think, I think this twist was, I mean, it ended up like causing a, uh, like good vibes, like a happy ending to have, to it. Everybody gets some money, but I feel like it was just random. It was out of nowhere. Like you couldn't really, predicted it was coming and like a ct would have ended it and said a ct and casey said that they were keeping the money i think it's anticlimactic and i think the way it happened was almost anticlimactic like i just i thought the twist was just fucking weird it definitely was weird i don't know if i would say anticlimactic strictly because i was shocked at the decision like w- when they said that yeah. i was just like are are you serious but I totally agree. Like when they announced that and like it was going into the last stretch, it was kind of like, okay, that's a twist, I guess. But it doesn't impact the – like it's one thing when it impacts the winning team. This really didn't impact the winning team. Like it was still two people as a like partnership going to try to complete this to win themselves money. It was just a matter of like what they wanted to dish out. Very like Mario Party uh, party game esque, where like the winners get it, and then you just get to see how many coins get tossed back. And then there's always that one random one that goes to either third place or fourth place. But no, no one in their right mind would think that they get a big bag, and then they toss two big bags back to second and third. So I uh, I agree with you. Yeah, it was a twist, but it didn't impact anything. But it was – I was still very shocked with how much they gave them. And I think it made for a nice, like, uh, feel-good way to, to end the season. Everyone goes home with 50K minimum. And, I mean, back in the day, first place was splitting 100 grand. And now third place is getting that? I mean, that's just insane. So – I mean, good for them for doing that. Obviously, like, 
I think CT cared less than Casey because he, I think he won. I mean, yeah, he won another. He's won two challenges in this calendar year. Yeah. So it didn't really matter to him. And like Casey, I mean, 400 grand versus 500 grand, you're still coming out with a big chunk of change, but good for them for doing that. And everyone goes home winning a, a good amount of money. Yeah. So, so out of a million, Casey gets 400,000, CT gets 400,000. And then the other 200,000 is basically divided up evenly. Um, so 50,000 goes to Devin, Kyle, Tori, and Emmy. Um, yeah, I, I think the twist ended up like being a positive from the standpoint that it like ended the season on like a, you know, good, good note. Everybody gets some money. I think like if the producers, and I guess it didn't end up being like a cutthroat twist, so it doesn't really matter, but if they wanted a cutthroat, like, you know, like twist to hype it up and like, Oh, what's the first place team going to do? They should have done some sort of like, like the, the teams had no, no time to hear the twist and then talk to each other about it. It was like, this is a twist, go run up the mountain and whoever's done. Like, I feel like when you think back to rivals three, for example, what made part of what made bananas decision so intense was that he was running a final with Sarah where they knew the twist was waiting for them at the finish line. They were kind of talking the whole time about it. So like maybe if seats or if uh, TJ would have said like from the start of the whole final, when they're still individual, if he would have said, there's going to be two winners, and at the end, you're going to decide if you're going to give any money to the, whoever's left. That would have been more interesting because your whole time you're probably thinking, like, who am I going to be with? Like, who do I need to make deals with? Whatever. Um, but I guess at the end of the day, because he didn't do that, it ended up like being a kind of like happy-go-lucky thing anyway. But I think overall, good for the challenge producers for trying something new. That's kind of my last take on it. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so we, we covered that part. Um, and then what do we kind of think? What's, let's just kind of run this right into the last part of the final and then the second place finisher. So we have, um, you know, CT, we have the three teams. TJ sends them up the mountain. They memorize the code. And that's really it. They run up the mountain. They have a 20-digit code. They have to memorize it. They run back down. They type it in. Once they get it right, they basically win. The, the, the safe becomes unlocked. And that's kind of what happened. That's how it ended. We saw two teams that were close there, very close at the end. Kyle and Tori, I think, had a really damn good shot at, like, pulling it off there. Um, it looked like they were there at the same exact time, typing in numbers at the same time. So what do we think kind of the way it ended and then uh, Tori and Kyle becoming second-place finishers once again? Well... I mean, we've seen this and we've talked about it throughout the whole time where there's a huge emphasis on puzzles this year. And a lot of times we were complaining about that, but this this finale came down to that. It came down to a puzzle. It came down to how can you memorize this 20-digit code, run a, run however long it was, and then recite it. Like – that there was not a whole lot to that. And we saw that at the end when Devin came in and just immediately typed in everything. But to your point of Tori and Kyle being right there, if they were to actually have everything like together and like be on top of it, they could have very well gone to it even after CT and Casey were there, 
typed it in on like the first or second try and won. So I, I didn't think it was that great because there wasn't a whole lot to it. But the part that I did enjoy was that it was close and it really was anyone's ball game. And once CT and Casey and Tori and Kyle were there and they were struggling, I started to think if if Devin and Alien can get down here fast enough and just one time it, they could win it. So, and obviously they were way far behind, but it was uh not it wasn't an easy I guess puzzle to do, but it meant everything. So I would have said Tori and Kyle probably would have finished behind CT and Casey strictly because CT's there. And like in any sort of puzzle or anything to do with thinking, I'm taking CT over anyone on the show. So again, like it's tough to pick against CT when it's a situation like this. Yeah, I I think, you know, Ending the ending a final challenge is just like a really hard thing to do and like make it entertaining, make it good. I liked, I think kind of what we mentioned earlier that it wasn't, uh, I don't like the finals that we have sometimes where basically everybody crosses a line. We take a few minutes and then CT or TJ reads out the results of like first, second, third. I like when it's like, you can watch it play out. That's kind of what tonight was. And I like that the last stage of it was, uh, it was almost like an equalizer where it was just like a really long, hard run. But at the same time, if you are bad at that stuff, like Devin and the alien, you're going to fall behind. I think you saw four just like good athletic challengers end it there. Um, They were all really close. Kyle and Tori kind of had their chance. It also, it kind of reminded me of uh, the rivals finale with, uh, I think it was, uh, bananas and Tyler and C- or Wes and Kenny when they were up at the mountain they had all those rocks around they were kind of running around like looking for a little like tracker thing like that's th- those are the vibes I got it looked it just looked very similar um, but I think you know that's that it was a good ending I think and in terms of in terms of Kyle and Tori like I guess one thing that comes to mind is for Kyle this just like it made me get grow even more respect for the guy in the sense that like he won an elim- like the elimination in the final which we'll get into in a little bit but you just have to like stop and think for a second that like Kyle you know two seasons ago finished second place to Bananas like he finished tonight uh, right behind CT like he makes it far almost every single year and like just like think about that for a second. Like he's going head to head with like CT and he's right there. Like it kind of stuck out to me when they showed uh the, the little Kyle cam, like his headset, his camera where you can see CT. Like this dude is like right running, you know, step for step with the greatest challenger of all time when CT maybe. And like, he's not falling behind. Like he's doing it. He did it a couple seasons ago with maybe the goat and bananas. And so like, I just like the dude is fucking good. Um, it hurts to see him get second place. I think what really kind of screws Kyle over in this era is all the team switching. Like you, he just can never find stability. And like, I feel like if you were to have a season where it was X's or rivals or something where it's like, put Kyle, a good competitor, who's pretty well-rounded. Most of the cast likes him, even though they call him a snake or whatever, put him with just a good female competitor. And like, they're going to make the final and, 
with a good female competitor that, that can run, they have a shot at winning. I just feel like when all of these things are changing around him, that's what kind of screws Kyle over every year. Totally agree. And that's hard for anyone to do. It, it's hard to not know where you stand. It's hard to not know who you're working with. And I think you're spot on. If, if Kyle were to have one partner throughout it all and it was a good partner, he'd be a force to be reckoned with. He really would. And he he and we'll get into it, but he not only won the elimination day, but the, kind of dominated it. And I think the only fault for Kyle and Tori throughout this was I don't know. I, I think they could have done better when they first got to the 20 digit code because when Devin and um, Emmy got there, they, they like said and realized, Hey, we're in last place. The only way we have a shot here is if we memorize this thing top to bottom flawlessly and only need one time to put in the code. That would be the only chance they would have at winning it. And that's in, that ended up being like what they did. Granted, like they were late to the party, but I think if Tori and Kyle would have spent just a little more time and realized that, hey, we're in second place and we're behind arguably the greatest challenger ever, we have to have one try here if we do this. And they did it because I think by the time they would have gotten to the keypad, I think it would still be anyone's game. And if they would have gotten there, entered it once and gotten it, I think they would have won. And granted, like we don't know how tight it actually was or how production cut things up or whatnot. But I think that's where they kind of missed. But at the same time, I think you're spot on. I think both of them and Tori too. I mean, I in my opinion, Tori and Kyle – are damn near the same competitor where they're they're tough they're like no one wants to go up against them they're really good competitors they have like a social game not to necessarily say it's the greatest because some people view Kyle as a snake i think some people have top, some people have trouble trusting Tori throughout the game but are they pretty much the same person in terms of like what they bring to the challenge Yes, seeing them both. And let me before you start going. Let me add this on there as well. If in that same format, like you described with Kyle, where it was a guy and a girl, their partners throughout the whole time. If Tori was partnered with a strong guy, how do you say they're not going to win a, or go to a final and be competitive? Well, what if Tori's partnered with Kyle? In some sort of random format, I think I think they're a. a you know, depending on the other teams, obviously the other fake teams, but I think that's that's a, a good pairing there. Um, yeah, uh, Tori also is just like a classic. You know, get to the final, perform well in it, pretty well rounded, pretty well liked, but also at the same time not completely trusted by everyone. Um, I think you made a good point about like how the last leg of the final kind of played out. To me, it almost seemed like when they got the four of them were basically memorizing the 20 digits at the same time, CT Casey and Tori and Kyle. And it almost, I have no way of like reading their minds, but it almost made me think that like uh, Tori and Kyle started the last leg, even though they all started at the same exact time, they started it thinking 
CT is going to win this. CT and Casey are going to win. We have to like overcompensate. We have to like kind of panic a little bit and rush a little bit. And that was what eventually screwed them in the end is they were basically at the puzzle. They didn't want CT and Casey to leave the puzzle and then like stay there for much longer. Even if they were going to do a better job memorizing it, which is what they probably should have done. They didn't want to like fall behind them. They almost wanted to just keep pace with them. And then if they get the puzzle, they get it. If not, so be it. But like, I feel like that was kind of the vibe I got from uh, Kyle and Tori finishing that. But I mean, add it, add it to the resumes, another second place for Tori, another second place for Kyle. Um, that's 50 K each for both of them, obviously. So, I mean, I, I, these are two people that I also just want to see back. Like I, I, they've become kind of challenge staples. We need to see them back just, just for continuity's sake, just like get, you know, the, some of the same people coming back every season. So any, any other thoughts on, on Tori and Kyle coming in second here? No, but for continuity's sake, I mean, Nisa has been on quite a few seasons recently. We'll get into that. We won't get into that. Was she on this season? Yeah, she broke her fat ankle or something. It was something like that. She was crying. Tori was crying. Um, all right. So, so Tori and Kyle, they get second place on Spies, Lies, and Allies. And then that leads us to the other two people that finished the, uh, finished the final tonight. And that would be Devin and the Alien. Devin and Emmy, they get third place. I mean, I think this is probably can keep this pretty short because, I mean, to me, it's like Devin, I think, I don't want to say he lucked into another final because, like, he somehow ran the house, but, like, he also somehow ran the house. Like, there weren't other big voices challenging him. He's basically kind of had, like, the goof as his human shield for, like, 10 episodes. Uh, and then he just made a final, and, like, he's smart enough to win a puzzle elimination against Emmanuel. And then Emmy, on the other hand, is like she could have done anything in the final tonight, and I think we could come away impressed with her rookie season. And even though she got third out of four girls, like she did not quit. She like did a very good job. Like she didn't panic, which was what I was expecting from her. Um, so I just think overall, Devin and Emmy, they get third place. I think they had the right strategy when they were so far behind. You might as well fucking spend ten more minutes up there, get the numbers right. Obviously, they were too far behind for that to matter. Um, but I think overall, Devin and Amy, just a, a solid season in different ways for both of them. Oh, completely. And, and I think that's spot on. Very solid seasons, very different of the spectrum. Um, but I think my thoughts in terms of the final for both of them, I think, I think Devin deserved to come in third here, but I don't think Emmy did. If that makes sense. Like, Emmy didn't, in my mind, Emmy didn't do anything to lose this finale. But I do think Devin did. Like, Devin looked like a liability yeah. throughout the majority of this final. Emmy did not. And, like, not to say that Emmy did anything to win the challenge or to win the finale, whereas, like, Devin at the end was able to recite that 20 digit code and everything. Like, good for him. But throughout the whole finale, Devin was the weakest one of all the guys for sure. And he was behind quite a few of the females as well. So, like, I think Devin deserved third, but I don't think Emmy did. Does that make sense? 
No, that, that's, that, that, that's hard to win. But in granted, like between Emmy, Tori, and Casey, all of them in my mind had a good showing. But I do think if you look at those three in terms of how their performance is stacked up versus the guys, there's a big drop off between Kyle and Devin. Where between Tori and Emmy, for example, I didn't think there was that big of a drop off at all. No, that's that's a great way to put it. I think you know if you look at like you said, like on paper, you know, you look back in the Wikipedia's, Devin and Amy both get a bronze medal for this challenge. But when you look at the final challenge, Devin relative to the, to the other guys did a much worse job than Emmy did with the other humans, the other human girls. Um, yeah. Devin kind of shit the bed on like all of the running. He just happened to be like with CT and Tori and Emmy for most of it. Whereas Emmy, like, Emmy, Emmy and Devin also were the one pair here that didn't really get to pick each other. They got, you know, left when all the other teams formed. But, yeah, I think Devin showed why he's probably – like, I come away with this thinking, like, Kyle, for example, could win a final. If he's with the right girl, things kind of fall his way. I come away with this thinking, Devin, unless it's a super short final with not a lot of endurance and a ton of fucking puzzles – uh, Devin just has no shot at winning. Let, let me throw this out there to you because I think it was Jesse Adams mentioned this in the chat in terms of switching the partners with the number one and number two teams. If it was like CT and Tori and Casey and Kyle, like who would end up who would end up winning? But if it was CT, if one and three switched, so if the final came down to CT and Emmy, Devin and Casey, and Kyle and Tori. I think I would put my money on CT and Emmy. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm. I think I'm going CT and Emmy. So I think, I think Emmy kind of got shortchanged by drawing the short straw and getting Devin. Yeah, because I think basically what you have in in the partner dynamic there is the girls are all close bunched together. Whereas mm-hmm. the guys, I think it's CT a mile ahead of Kyle, who's a mile ahead of Devin. So yep. it's basically like, honestly, who gets CT is going to get first, who gets Kyle is going to get second, who gets Devin is going to get third. Spot on. That's how it played out. Yep. So so Devin, uh, Devin and Emmy get third. And then we kind of have to jump back uh, about 30 minutes on the episode to our fourth place finishers uh nani and nelson so let's kind of just talk about uh the elimination that we had and kind of the format of how it played out so for the guys you had you had well you had the first part of the challenge tonight uh the orange shell the orange team uh squad whatever they call it they were the ones who got last place so that tj drops the bomb and says you guys are gonna compete against each other and so for the guys that means uh kyle against nelly and Kyle beats Nelly and like the backup off me thing. So what, what do I think, what do we think about just Kyle winning the elimination and then Nelly, like the sad music, you know, the sad, like defeat in his voice, TJ's giving him the pep talk and ultimately Nelson gets, gets fourth place for the guys. Well, Kyle, Kyle said this to Nelly after he won. And I think it's a hundred percent accurate that, a lot of this 
of a lot of that elimination came down to just like weight, center gravity, like not like muscle obviously plays a big factor, but I would say Kyle probably has close to 20 pounds on Nelly because he's also taller than him too, which also factors into this because it seemed like once you could reach over that edge and grab that, then it's then you're like home home free pretty much. So Nelly was really like at a big disadvantage for this. But to Kyle's credit, he did win easily. Like he won the first two, like it didn't get split at all. And he didn't like make much like he didn't make it look hard, but I do think it was his elimination to lose. Yeah, I think it was one of those where it was pretty evenly matched. But if you had to pick somebody who was probably going to win, I think you would say Kyle. Um, Kyle is just like, he's just good at this shit. Like he has the perfect combination of length and strength, but not like being too big. And like, if he has somebody around his size or smaller, he's usually going to win. Even, you know, somebody bigger like CT in the past, like he's just good at like this hands-on, like physical body on body stuff against another guy. that's what he does. And, you know, Nelly, I, I feel so bad for the guy. Like one of the, one of the takes that I'm still workshopping here is like Nelson, I think becomes the next Leroy in terms of like always getting close, but never getting there. But I think the main difference that I took away from tonight is that I feel like I feel like the challenge just means more to Nelson than it ever did to Leroy. Like, I feel like Leroy, you always kind of got the sense that he was never going to win it, but like he, he was happy. Like he wasn't happy with that. Like he always wanted to win obviously, but he was content with not winning. He liked having a good time. He liked, you know, his life outside the show. He was always happy and smiling. Whereas like Nelson wants to win, like his life literally depends on it. He said tonight, the challenge has made him a man. So like if you have if you have to rely as a 28 year old man to like walk to to come on TJ's show on MTV to become a man like that's just classic and so I think again like I said I'm still workshopping it but I think it kind of starts with the fact that it's two guys who have done a lot of challenges never going to win but I just I just think the key difference is that like Nelson is like he would literally die for this show and so seeing him go home tonight the way he did is just, just made me a little sad. He almost did die for it. People forget that he almost went down in the water, but, but I think you're right. And I think like, it's very genuine. Like, I don't think he's putting on any sort of a show. Like the fact that I've never seen a TJ pep talk like that before. So when he did that for Nelly, I was just like, wow, like, Good for both of them. Like, good for TJ for, like, recognizing and realizing that, like, that meant a lot for Nelson. And for Nelson to get that type of recognition from TJ, like, that's that's unparalleled. Like, that we've never seen that before. So, good for both of them. I do think Nelly would literally die for it. And, again, we actually almost saw that. But it was tough to see him go. But... I, the thing is, I would love to see him win one, but I just don't know if it's ever going to happen. 
and, and he also he also had that uh, streak that I think we mentioned in the preview and kind of touched on a couple times this season of daily challenges loss, which I think now is like in the fifties, which is just an incredible streak in the challenge. But like the fact that he has lost fifty challenges in a row, but like he made the final this season, like he he makes yeah. it he makes it far most of the time. I think he's climbed to the top of my personal leaderboard in terms of like season in season out, who would I like to see win? And I think a big reason is like, can you imagine his reaction? If he actually wins, like, I think we would actually see real tears. I think we would like see him shaking, like struggling to stand up. Like, whereas (laughs) like CT tonight just gave a little wink to Devin and was like, yeah, it's my fifth ring. Nelson, I think, would like I, – I, I, that, that's like my one thing is like I would want to see Nelson win just to see what his reaction would be. And he also said like a, a big thing of what he's doing this for is for his mom, which I think is awesome and like great for him for wanting to like give back to her for everything like that she's done for him. Like I think that's great. Like And again, like everyone's fighting for something. CT's fighting for his kids and his family and same with like Kyle. And like a lot of people have good stories they're fighting for, but like – Nelly just he just wants to he just wants to win. And I, I absolutely love that because and he also I think he's just the type of person who loves the challenge, you know? And for him to love the challenge, want to win, not just for himself, but for other people, and to be good somehow, even though he's lost 50 challenges straight, like I think that's awesome. And I used to hate the guy. I used to hate him. But I love like where he's at now. Yeah, it's it's a rare thing in today's era to get a challenge competitor who like more than anything just wants to like win the challenge and just wants to win things. You know, we've seen like the past few years they bring these influencers on from other countries, other shows. Uh, Nelson is just he's hilarious. He's an idiot, total idiot. Uh, we'll get to some of that in a sec, but I mean. The guy, I, I want to see him win, but nonetheless, he he gets fourth place for the guys. Good for him. I mean, being fourth place against, uh, you know, 18 guys or whatever it was, making the final. Um, so then the girls' elimination on the other side, the other two girls on that losing orange team were Nani and Casey. If, if you guys didn't know, they're actually together. They're dating. Um, so Nani and Casey are on the losing team. It means they go in against each other. And – like, what the fuck was this? Like, I, I get it there. You know, you have a hard time, like, going against your partner and all that. But I, I my main takeaway is that the, this part of the episode took far too long. Um, Nani winning the second heat was just stupid. Like, she clearly was half-assing it the whole time. And so the second heat, Casey kind of half-assed it. Like, if you want Casey to win, which is none the, like, obviously the smart choice. Like, that's the smart choice. Like, but don't hide behind it. Don't be like, oh, I want to compete. Casey was like, oh, do you want to, like, not me? Are you sure you don't want me? Like, oh, whatever. Just, like, if you're going to quit, quit. And, and, it, it, and like, it's not even a uh, bad quit, so to speak. Like, it's not like, what's his name, leaving for his girlfriend on Rivals 3. Like, you're quitting so that your girlfriend that you're living with has a better chance of winning the money than you do. And she won. So, like, that was, like, the smart fucking move. Nani wins that elimination. Tori's probably a challenge champion. So like, that was the that was the smart move to make. But like, don't don't dance around it. Don't say you're gonna fight and then half-ass it. Like, 
that was kind of my main takeaway from this. Yeah, I agree. I mean, th- this gave me very Soul Stone from Avengers vibes for any of those Marvel fans out there where you get two people, someone's got to go, but no one really wants to. But I think you're right in a sense of like, I mean, those two, I think they're living together, correct? Yeah. So it's like, at some point in time, you got to think only one of us is going to bring home the money. Only one girl is going to be winning money for the household. Who who do you think's got a better shot? And for Nani to say that she has a better chance than Casey is just a flat out lie. And same with Casey to say that Nani's got a, a better shot to win it. So like, you have to put like your partnership above of like your ego and like what you want to do and all that stuff. So I think that's kind of how things shook out, even though like Nani didn't necessarily just roll over, but she kind of did. I will say though, and they didn't know this beforehand. If one of them were to take a dive, like, Nani's been doing this shit for like two decades. And Casey's been doing this for what, three years? And Casey obviously outside of this season would likely win another season moving forward. This was Nani's like best and potentially last chance of winning a final. So if they were going to take like the logic and like the thinking out of it, then I think Casey should have taken a dive and just said, you know what, Nani, I'll be back here next season. You might not be, I'm going to win a challenge in the next two years. You probably won't. We're in the final right now. I'm going to give this to you and hope that you can bring it home for us. I would have liked to see to see that because at the same time, granted, like they didn't know how things were going to shake out and neither did we. But if Casey would have taken a dive and Nani would have won and Nani would have picked CT, they're winning it. Because Nani's endurance is top notch and she's not an idiot. So she would have, in my opinion, kept up with CT and memorized enough from that code for them to win it. And then their household still brings home the same amount of money, and Nani is able to hang up her challenge, you know, heels, which have seen some things, but to say, like, I've been doing this for so long, I finally have my championship, my partner is probably going to get hers at some point in time, but that would have, in my mind, that would have been, like, a great send-off for Nani, but at the same time, they didn't know how that was going to shake out, so you really have to let Casey take the reins and run with it. Yeah, that's that's a good point, thinking about like what happened right after the elimination, because it wasn't a lot. It was literally the race up the mountain. Well, it was the pick the teams and then the race up the mountain for the last checkpoint. And so, you know, had they have known, which like you never know on the challenge what's coming ahead of you, but had they known, you know, it's basically the girl winner gets to pick their own partner, they could have, yeah, you know, Nani, I think with CT definitely wins that too. Um, Nani, I think going into the final, it was kind of like we had the top three girls really close together, um, you know, different strengths, different weaknesses. 
And then it was like, you have Nani, you know, and Nani's not like, I feel like we shit on Nani too much sometimes. Like she is, she does have good endurance. She has like made finals before. Um, but at the end of the day, she's just like, when is it ever going to happen? It's probably not going to happen. Like, but at the same time, like I'll take her over Anissa coming on the season anytime. Like she's, she's more interesting. She's like, and she's more entertaining. Uh, although I will say that the, the Casey boring factor has kind of infiltrated Nani much like, you know, they infiltrated the Sapphire cells and all that shit all season. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nani, you know, good for her. She makes another final. Like we said, she's kind of padding the back nine of her resume. She makes one final in like the first 10 years of her career. She's made two in the past, uh, nine months or so. So, so good for Nani. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know if I'd bring Anissa into the conversation just because I would take this lamp before I take Anissa. And the one thing that this lamp has in common with Anissa is they would both make it as far as Anissa did on the pole elimination. So I just want to make that note. Anissa versus anyone, I'm taking whoever that other person is. Yeah, well, I just mean in the sense of I feel like the past five seasons, we always get Anissa, we always get Nani, and they're two girls that we know are not going to win the challenge, but I would much rather have Nani come on because she will always have a better shot in any given challenge elimination as long as it's not a a food-eating contest. So um, with that being said, we've covered kind of all eight competitors that we had on tonight. Uh, so before we get into our closing thoughts and MVP and LVP on the episode, just is there anything else from the final challenge itself? Again, for all you listeners, we're going to get to the full season recap later. So we're kind of just trying to talk about just the final challenge. Uh, I think the only other thing that I had is just kind of the <laughs> shitty performance of Nelson for the first 30, 45 minutes of the episode, you know, I don't think I've ever seen the challenger ask for a life jacket going into the water. Like uh, most of them, if they're good swimmers, they don't want to be like or even competent swimmers or can swim. Don't want to be dragged down by a life jacket. Nelson was like looking around, like, are you guys not going to give me one of these things? They had like the speedo things for the first part last week. I think he was looking for one of those. Uh, and then like the ball, he kind of like shoved it and like threw it off the thing. Um, he was just kind of all over the place, I think, trying a little too hard. So that was one of my takeaways from just the first part of the challenge. Um, what, what do we think? What do we think? I mean, I was I was laughing my ass off from Nelly T the whole start of this episode for those exact reasons. I mean, he was hilarious. And he wasn't trying to be. But he was terrified that he didn't have a life jacket he makes it halfway out there and then help, help, help. <laughs> and then the little board comes over. I mean, it was, it was a, it was a challenge performance. Like I've never seen before. And if, if anyone to do it, I'm glad it was Nelly because it was hilarious. Um, I think one other thing that stuck out to me for this finale was I liked that. I mean, mo- more often than not these days, it's a two-day 
final. Um, but I like that the whole sleeping aspect of this was you're just going to sleep. Like, it's not like a challenge or like one person can sleep. One person has to stay up. It was just like, you have to like carry your sleeping gear to this cave, get as much sleep as you can, which is probably just like a couple hours. And then you're right back at it because like having sleep factor in to finale, in my opinion, is kind of bullshit because like it's sleep. You know what I mean? Like it's not, there's no like, there's no strategy to it. There's no like, aside from bananas being on Adderall, but like it was just, in my opinion, I don't like when they do that because I think it adds an unnecessary twist. Whereas this one was just like, all right, rest up. You're not going to get a lot of rest, but then get ready to be like right back at it the next day. That's personally what I would prefer because I don't like when they try to throw in a twist for that aspect. Yeah, I think I think the whole overnight sleeping part of final challenges is a lot more interesting when you have pairs, which like tonight, you know, they had for parts of the challenge, but at the end of the day, they were all competing individually. I think it's more interesting when it's pairs because you kind of have, you know, one person up on the log and then another person's kind of sleeping, taking their rest. Oh, they fall down. Oh, I got to go wake this person up and get back on. That makes it a little more interesting because like they're still getting sleep while there is some strategy to it. Uh, I think it's in a, in a challenge like this where they're all kind of on their own. It's like, yeah, just let them get their sleep. They're already exhausted anyway. Right. Like the worst that could happen is, um, I don't know, maybe you make them all stay awake and somebody just quits. They were probably going to lose anyway. So like, yeah, I, I, I think that was interesting. Um, no, we didn't have any food. We didn't have any eating nope. challenge, which we did last year because that was when uh, that was around the part where Fezzi quit. He said he wasn't going to eat anything. Um, so, no, so no food part of it. I think overall final challenge was very straightforward. Like we said from the top, it was interesting that they all kind of, you know, were working in fours at one time, twos at one time. Uh, they, I guess last week they were kind of on their own. Um, but just overall, you know, a kind of straightforward challenge. So, uh, and, you know, Nelson kind of fucked up. CT, when he got to that puzzle where it was make three squares. And how about, how about we Nelson? About it. How about Nelson when they, when the thing of the puzzle was like, there's four squares, make three. And his first thing is, can we make a triangle? followed by what about the long square aka a rectangle and then i think at one point he threw out a circle like now i i gotta go watch that again so so nelson in this final proved that he doesn't know what shapes are and he can't swim so does that make him like two years old i mean that was that was absolutely incredible and, and I think the most impressive part of it was almost like at first when he said, when he started talking about the triangle, he said it with so much confidence that for like a half second, I was like, I think he actually knows what he's doing. Like maybe you make a triangle for like part of the thing, which in turn creates three squares on the other side. But then yeah. as they like started talking through it, I was like, and, and like his partners were like looking around like Nelson, we're not trying to make a triangle. We have to make three squares. 
and he just kind of like looks around with his dumb little face like uh, that I think at that point in time they kind of just said Nelson just like go look at the clouds like just get get out of here and, and the best the best part about that was like he made it seem like it was an impossible puzzle like impossible to solve and CT solved it in about 10 seconds CT, CT just looked at it and said he looked at it and said put that here put that here put that here done and Kelly was talking about building triangles. I mean, it was that was just incredible. I I think that's right up there. I think that's the cousin of uh of Corey and Nicole and Invasion, the, the counting the triangles. Uh, you know, we we bring that up on the pod all the time. Uh, stir the pot bed one tonight. Um, but we bring that up all the time. I think tonight was just a, a disciple of that. You know. trying to count three of a shape, three squares, and he wants to make one triangle to do that. I mean, that's just – that's classic, Nelly. He thought he was so – he thought he was so smart in doing it. And that was 30 minutes after he almost died died via drowning. It was kind of funny, too, because I feel like the triangle we never even saw build, which they probably didn't, but the rectangle, when they took out one of the sticks – that basically turned the two squares into one rectangle. You saw that very clearly on TV where Nelson was like, pick up this one. They pick it up. It just makes a long rectangle. And they're all kind of looking, okay? And they're like, okay, what now? He was like, yeah, it's a long square. <laughs> oh, it's a rectangle. <laughs> it's like a long square. Doesn't that count? All, all time, all time final performance from Nelly and CT in my mind. Nelly's Nelly's final performance tonight is is one that is going to stick around in the record books for a variety of reasons. Yep. So, so uh, we'll get into some closing thoughts on the episode, um, but obviously, so we're gonna we're gonna just do one segment tonight. Um, you know, because it is the finale, it's very specific to what was going on. Uh, so tonight's one segment is oh, it's already there is the fan favorite, uh, MVP and LVP. You guys let us know. Just say one name, who you want to go first for MVP, um, and then we'll do the little snake draft through there. Again, it's just for tonight's episode. It's not the season MVP. Um, Trevor already gave his picks. They're still up for the taking just because he wasn't here, kind of like Jay and Fezzi and Brandon who quit to go see his girlfriend. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Nelson was trying to – create triangles out of squares. Um, so with that being said, we'll do our MVP, LVP, last thoughts on the finale, and then we'll get out of here. Um, so the first name I see is Jesse Adams for MVP, um, or Jesse Adams for, for me to go first for MVP. Um, I'm not going to go with either of the – I'm not going to go with the easy pick, which um, you know is going to be, I think, coveted in the season recap. I'm actually going to go with a challenger for my MVP tonight. It's not a challenge champion. It's a challenge rookie and a challenge alien. I'm going my MVP tonight is going to be Emmy. I'm going Emmy. I know it's kind of a little out there, but I I just think that like she really impressed me tonight. I think she's the type of of a uh, person and like mentality 
to not do to like do better in the first 18 episodes than she does in a finale whether it's like there's pressure there's running there's solving things there's working with teams and we kind of touched touched upon it throughout the episode like she finished third but it really doesn't seem like it because she did nothing wrong like she just like whoever she was with at the time like she did her part um you know, she ended up being with Devin at the end. And like, we always, we talked about before, like Devin was the guy who was gassed more than any of them. Like Emmy, I just think did a really good job. You know, we've been high on her all season, just in terms of performance. Um, I think she really impressed me tonight. I was expecting her to kind of panic, freak out. If you would have told me that she had gone home tonight, somehow I wouldn't be surprised about it. I just think she really did a really good job. She gets 50 K for it. That's a good that's a good rookie season in my books. So I know it's a little bit obscure, but my MVP for the finale, I'm going Emmy. I'm going to Ailey. Great pick. And I think one thing that we got to throw in there, because I think you're spot on, like she was holding her own. And she was holding her own compared to Casey and Tori. Yeah. She wasn't holding her own against like Anissa and Nani. Like she was holding her own against, in my opinion, two of the strongest competitors all season. So in her first ever final, where Casey's seen a final, Corey's seen a final, this was Emmy's first look at a final going against two of the, in my opinion, the best female competitors, and she was holding her own. So want to like obviously throw that out there because she was not going against a bunch of scrubs. Um, so I'll go for my MVP. Um Uh-oh. Ah, I'm torn. I'm, I'm really torn here. And I've given one person MVP quite a few times this season. And I'm not going to give that to him again tonight. My MVP is going to be generosity. And we've seen twists like this where you can give other people your money and do all that. We've seen that over the past couple seasons and almost every time people take the money and run for CT and Casey to give a hundred grand to second and to third place was nuts. Like as they were, as like CT and Casey won, I was trying to think, okay, what are they going to do? And like I thought a reasonable like like payoff would be like 15 grand to third place, 25 grand to second place. Again, split two ways for each of those and they're bringing home 950k split twice. Cuz that way like they go home with 25 grand, 15 grand like or even like 25 grand and 25 grand. My math is a little fuzzy. But either way like it really is like you just kind of toss them something for like them to like go on a vacation or like do something fun, go home, give their family some money. But to give everyone 50 grand was insane. Like when they said that, I almost thought like they, they messed up. I was like, what do you mean you're giving both teams a hundred grand? Like that's insane. So, I mean, again, like, and we talked about this earlier, it's probably cause CT had just won a final literally in 2021 because they pumped these seasons out left and right. But, like, good for Casey for being open to be willing to do that as well. And I think generosity kind of 
shined its light today. So that's going to be my MVP. That's a good pick. It, it was it was literally the last image that we saw from the season. The whole season that's been five months long was the two winners giving within the last three minutes of the episode giving away uh, you know a couple hundred thousand dollars. And it was for me, it was a surprise. Like it was for me, it wasn't a surprise that CT was going to win this, but it was a surprise that he was going to dish out a hundred grand to the runner-up and the runner-runner-up. So, do we think? Do we think the producers and or TJ would have allowed the winners to kind of be like assholes with it and like specify very specific dollar amounts? Like if they were like. Oh, Kyle and Tori, second place. You each get fifty thousand dollars. Devin is going to get forty-eight thousand dollars, three hundred or forty-eight thousand three hundred thirty-three dollars and seventy-nine cents. Like, I mean, if I was if I was CT, I would have tried that and just see what happens. Why not? That'd be hilarious. I think I think they got the right to do whatever they want. And then they bring in, you know, TJ is kind of confused. He's not sure how to divide up all the money. And then you call on your buddy Nelly T to, to help you with the math. Yep. And he says, All right, well, they got a hundred, they got a hundred, they got a million, I get a hundred. And then next thing you know, we're at 1.3 mil. And, and then they got a triangle on this side. God. All right. I'll, I'll start with the LVPs. My LVP for tonight was pretty obvious. I kind of mentioned this person earlier today, but my LVP is going to be Devin. Devin just did not do well today. And I and I we've talked about this on 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 the show like Devin has progressively pissed me off throughout this whole season. And the only thing that would make me like give him some like respect in terms of this season would be if he were to win it all and he lost. And at the start of this episode he was with CT and Tori and Emmy, still very much in the driver's seat. And granted, like we didn't know how everything was going to pan out, but he was looking really solid going into this, this episode. But he looked real bad today, like top to bottom. I mean, Emmy, a rookie who's an alien and a wolf, was trying to help him up the mountain. Like, that's not a good look for some guy who's trying to claim to be one of the best challengers on the show to have a rookie female alien wolf like saying like come on come on we got to do this we got to do this not a good look for Devin put a sour taste in my mouth and really like emphasize that like even though he's kind of he had kind of been growing on me he's he's not that guy pal yeah Devin Devin is where I was gonna go I mean if you think about all eight competitors tonight, you had three or sorry, you had six that walked away with money, two that walked away with the gold medal. And, you know, we already kind of talked about how like Nelson was just, you felt bad for him. Uh, you feel bad for nine losing. So I think, I think, yeah, out of the eight, I think the person that had the worst performance was Devin because he just kind of screwed over his teams in the worst possible situation. So um, that's a good pick. That's who I was going to go with. I've been kind of, scrambling in my head of who I'm going to go with as my backup. I was going to go with Trevor just because he's not here, but he's already given the pick to himself. I won't, I won't add on. Um, 
So I think I got to go outside the box a little bit. I'm going to go LVP tonight as Amanda. And the reason I'm going with Amanda is because, like we kind of talked about, six of eight people are going home tonight with money. And so I was thinking, all right, who got recently eliminated? And for the guys, it was Manuel. But he, if he, you know, runs tonight's final, I think there's a good chance like he goes home fourth because it was just like a good final. Um, you know, like Kyle, Nelson, Devin, they're all like pretty good competitors. Whereas like Amanda, if she would have called in Nani, for example, if she would have called in Nani and beat her, which like we kind of talked about it last week, she called in Tori instead of girl that's literally bigger, stronger than her. You call in Nani, someone that's your size, you make it to the final. And yeah, you're still, you know, the worst of the four girls there, but you have a shot. You have a shot to at least make it to third, in which case CT and Casey are going to toss over a few grand. Like that's not a bad place to be in. You know, I don't know if people know this, if the chat knows this, but Amanda does have a son. She's raising a son now. Um, so, you know, she needs the money for him. So I just think, one of the losers coming out of tonight's episode was Amanda because she could have had money if she would have a week ago not done the spiteful pick for Tori, but called in the realistic pick of Nani, um, somebody that she could have beat and could have punched her ticket to the finale. I did not really know where you were going with that pick. I'm never going to shoot down an Amanda LVP pick in general, but I think you're spot on. And I, and I do really like that pick because you're right. Like, she picked with she didn't pick with her brain. She picked with her emotions in terms of the last elimination. Once you get to the final, it's anyone's game. And and Mikey the doctor threw this in the chat. This this finale was heavily puzzle driven. And I think yeah. at some time Amanda was dubbed the puzzle queen by somebody somewhere. She was so, one of them. Exactly. So let's say like she goes in and that day one, she ends up being. Like, let's say she is the fourth spot instead of Emmy on that purple team. So she's yeah. with Ori and um, CT and Devin, and she doesn't have to go to into that elimination. She's going home with money. And maybe, like, she somehow, like, would end up with a decent competitor. Like, there's just too much. There's There was a lot of good that could have come from Amanda if she just actually used her brain. And she didn't. So I, I love that LVP pick. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I think I couldn't, I couldn't really think of a whole lot of LVPs because I think most people did well tonight. I think honorable mentions for MVP, obviously CT, KC, they won. They won the season. I think Kyle's up there. He won a, a quasi-elimination. He gets second place, gets 50K. Um, even like Nelly, you know, going home. Well, Nelly, I think, could be honorable mention for LVP and MVP, just the way he was all over the place. I think TJ is an honorable mention for MVP with that little pep talk. Um, so I think I think you do have a few honorable mentions out there. I think you got to throw honorable mention LVP geometry, not just uh, for Nelly T's sake, but he was with three other people who also had no fucking clue what was going on. Yeah. Like, Granted, I get that Nelly T was trying to build triangles and trying to count a rectangle as a, as a square and all that, but he got no support from the rest of his team. So, like, let's not let's not overlook that the the massive brain power 
of Kyle, Nani, and Casey also wasn't able to get it done. Yeah, they, they didn't know what to do either. No. I, th- I think you also could do honorable mention. You could figure out a way to do it for both sides as uh, for Corey and Nicole. You could say LVP because it kind of brought up memories of their little puzzle thing on Invasion. You could also say MVP because it kind of – you were focused on like not knowing a rectangle from a triangle tonight. So I think they, those were just kind of an old school thing that popped into my mind too. I like that. So those are our MVP, LVPs. Um, our, our obviously, you know, last ones of the regular season. Um, you know, as we say kind of goodbye to the chat for now, obviously we'll be back soon. Any other, you know, final thoughts on just the season, the finale? I mean, I think my main thing is just, you know, CT does it again. Um, also, I think the other thing is just like we made it. This is kind of, you know, every season now we have in this era, it takes, you know, 18, 19, 20, 21 episodes. Like we did it. I think this is the 19th. Um, you know, it took a fucking long time. A million people, two dozen rookies, but the chat stuck with us for all of it. You know, we've been doing these live recaps every single week. Um, you know, we're going to miss it during the off season, but I think overall don't want to give too much away from the season preview, but I think the season was good, kind of tailed off on the end, kind of sucked that we had a very predictable winner, but I think I'm not going to say it was a bad season or anything. I think we had a good episode tonight too, to kind of end this off here. Agreed. I think we'll we'll cover a, a lot in the season recap, I'm sure, but I thought this was a, a good way to go out. We are now officially out, thank God. Um, but we made it. We completed the challenge, and I feel like we're going home with some money too. So, But so are the AWLs because this is also 100% free podcast. That, that is true. It's 100% free. We're all going home with something tonight. Uh, number one rated challenge podcast another season of another season of C, of episode recaps is officially in the books um for all the live chat all the listeners just be on the lookout um we'll probably we got to check the reunion schedule i think there's like two weeks of it so we might do like a reunion recap uh one or two of them but that's going to be completely separate from our uh season recap and award show if you guys have not listened, I would suggest go back and listen to our uh, Double Agents Award show. It was awesome. And, you know, we, we have 10 or so different awards that we just basically run through, kind of talk about our the season as a whole. So we're going to do that for Spies, Lies, and Allies. I think it actually might be um, – we might wait for the new year, just kind of ring in the new year with that. First one of 2022 is the um, season recap. So just be on the lookout. Follow us on Twitter at stir uh, stir the pod. Well, and one last one last thing, especially as we're talking about the money, I think with with the million dollar purse like we saw tonight, I do think the one last question that we have to ask ourselves about this is who's paying for this shit? I mean, come on. But though, that's my that's my last thought. Had well, you, you've been out. you've been saying that for a few weeks. I have been. I have been. <laughs> you, you've been saying that for a few weeks. You know, who's paying for this shit? Could we possibly get Tony back somehow? Um, you know, Jack in the Box has the best tacos. So uh, zip them up. <laughs> zip them up. <laughs> zip them up, body bags. Um, so thank you guys for listening. Again, just be on the lookout for 
the season recap. We'll tweet about it. We'll post about it on Instagram. Um, so with that being said, shout out Duffy. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys. Love you guys.